0: Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions. Your host for today's episode is a member of the CareerPod team, Mr. Gary Wallrap.
1: Today we are speaking with Mr. Eric Minkwich, founder and chief sports performance trainer and author of Forever an Athlete Program. Eric, good afternoon and welcome to CareerPod. We appreciate your participation. Hey Gary, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Okay, uh I'd like to get started. Uh, uh can you tell us about your early life and educational preparation for your career? Yeah, so for for sports performance
0: training, uh, a big part of my my life growing up was being active outdoors and being active in sports, and especially football and skiing and uh you know, I was competitive at a pretty high level with high school football, college football, and then I played professional football in Germany, as well as um, working for Skiing Magazine. Uh, did, did some stuff for them for, for a few years, um, and just always loved um, the training aspects behind um, getting getting myself prepared for for sports that are pretty intense. You know, skiing, football, hiking, um, and, and those are my main sports, but also basketball, and surfing, and so.
1: Sure. Um, well, Eric, yeah. I just wanted to focus a little bit on your your formal educational uh, background, your degrees. W- what are they about?
0: Yeah. Well, always always had an interest in, in biology and physiology. So, in college uh, at Williams College, I have an undergraduate degree in um, biology with a minor in environmental science. I also have a master's master's degree in business, so an MBA as well. And then um, that's that's from an education. From a college education standpoint, and then other other continuing education um, courses that I've done throughout the years that are related to sports performance. Sure, uh,
1: I, I know the field does change rapidly with new technology and new approaches. So it's great yes. you've been able to, you've been able to keep up with the uh, sort of the research and the new aspects of, of the field. Well, yeah, it helps to.
0: Doing your own research and to be doing your own, uh, staying on top of the, the key journals and, um, you know, doing your own reading and stuff.
1: <clears throat> sure. Um, and I know you've done, besides your, uh, you know, sports performance uh, training, uh, you've done a couple of other small, uh, jobs along the way. Uh, one in particular note, uh, I noticed was in the area of, uh, you know, uh, basically, uh, the sports sort of the biology and uh, that other position, that other work you did, can you tell us a little bit about that
0: yeah yeah not not necessarily small roles. I worked for a medical device company I was okay. uh, sales involved in the, the the sales training and development of our training of our sales team as well as working with our surgeons who are our, our customers so um, also throughout my my career, I also worked with um, Really high-end physical therapy clinic in uh, near Los Angeles, so we had a lot of athletes that that came in and out of our our clinic, and I worked directly with them on their return to sport protocol. Um, also worked in higher education as an adjunct professor and did some other did some other stuff along the way too, working with um, some small businesses. So this this has been not my only role for my whole life, but um,
1: sure, have sure. had
0: other roles as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Getting back to your, you know, your core activities. uh, Can you explain uh, your your basic tasks uh, and your responsibilities uh, of your business, with a focus on the differences between being a personal trainer uh, uh, and really more developed skills that you have as as a sports performance trainer? Could you uh, reflect on that?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, working with a client, you with, with with sports performance, you're you're ultimately trying to tra- trying to train your client to become better at their sport or many sports, and okay. they don't have to be they don't have to be professional athletes or collegiate athletes necessarily. They maybe just want to compete at a high level with uh, a triathlon or, or a lacrosse tournament. But I, I generally have worked with college level athletes or semi pro athletes or, or pro athletes, um, even high school athletes. So. Um, my approach when I have a client is I go through a functional movement screen, which is from Gray Cook. He's the guy that developed that. I, I do a movement screen, which analyzes their movement. And then from there, we're going to build a program to, to develop the skills they need. So every athlete has, has a different skill set that they need to develop. You know? Um,
1: Can you uh, give us an example of that? Let's say yeah. a football player. Uh, what, what is their uh, most important skill set?
0: Yeah, so football players, depending on their position, their, their positions are going to differ a little bit, but they need, sure. they need speed, power, agility, uh, um, you know, raw strength, uh, speed, power, agility, strength, and explosiveness. And, and that will differ than somebody like a soccer player who's going to need also uh, change of direction um, skills, but also, um, you know, they're, high, they're, they're endur- better equipped at doing endurance. Um, sure, you're endurance athletes. So you're, 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 trying to develop the skill set that they need that's going to translate to their, to their sports. And also with an emphasis on, since I worked in a physical therapy clinic, that my, my additional skill set or, or knowledge base is on injury prevention. So how can you make people more durable? How can you make these athletes more durable throughout their, their, their career? And so Correct. a lot of that is developing Developing uh, mobility and developing strength, for instance, like posterior chain strength, so they're not tearing hamstrings and um, and, and you know upper back um, strength, core strength, so they're not injuring their lower back. Okay. And, and, and so each sport differs slightly, so you got to really analyze what that sport needs and then train them for those for those skills.
1: Okay, uh, Eric, uh, could you tell us? Uh, a little bit about your uh, your book and uh, what the focus of focus of the book is. Uh, sure. Well, I can learn more about that.
0: Sure. So I wrote I wrote the Forever An Athlete program um, because I had a lot of clients and, and friends and family that were always asking me, you know, can you write me a can you write me up a program or what should I eat for building muscle or what should I eat to lose to lose fat or um, you know, I'm losing any energy later in the day. or I'm getting, um, uh, you know, I need to pack on muscle for for hockey season or football season. Or right. So I I wanted to put together a lot of stuff I've written through the years and also um, some of the some of the research um, that I've that I've done through the years on on this whole field, which is like, you know, my whole approach to being forever an athlete. So it doesn't matter sure. if you're. If you're 20 years old, or 40 years old, or or 60 years old, that okay you, you can still train yourself as 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 being an athlete. And a lot of that is nutrition, and a lot of that is lifestyle and movement and some strength training and some mobility and some flexibility. And so I want to kind of try to throw that all together in one book.
1: <laughs> sure. Well, you you mentioned nutrition, which is interesting, and that certainly is is a key. Key part of it, uh, the diet, and uh, so your your book gives some basic recommendation on on uh, good diet.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely with reference to um, the, the sports, you know, as, as as a sports nutritionist, I am not a sports nutritionist, but having researched a lot of sports nutrition books, okay, uh, there's there's a whole approach to nutrient timing um, in terms of. You know, breakfast and pre-workout meals and post-workout meals and how you want to time the nutrients um, for to, for for a maximum uh, benefit. For for again, every athlete is a little different. Some people have to gain muscle. Some people have to lose lose weight. Sure, some, some people need a lot more vitamins and um, minerals and electrolytes. For for example, um, people who are out, you know, running as a triathlete, triathlon, uh, running triathlons or something like that, their whole fueling is different. They need constant electrolytes, and they're losing a lot of fluids. And so I, I, I added it, a couple chapters on nutrition, and now I have tra- chapters on training approach and lifestyle and how to balance your days and uh, some other chapters as well.
1: Great. I want to uh, – uh, Mentioned something to you that I always found interesting in, in football. You know, you have the offensive linemen, uh, the heaviest players on, on the team. But I've also noticed, uh, that many of them really, you know, have a lot of fat around, around their midsection and stomach. And is that, is that because they're out of shape or is that by design?
0: That's, well, that's a great question. You got to break down what that team, um, you know, you got to break down what that team is according to their offensive approach. You know, if they're going right. to be, if they're going to be running a lot, or if they're going to be, be having a high-paced offense, then you want you want guys who are very mobile. If you're going to be throwing the ball, and and then your your, your offensive linemen are going to be very good at quick feet and quick hands, but you want them to be as big as strong as possible. Okay, um,
1: got it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it all
0: depends on your offensive approach. You don't want to have a necessarily 320-pounders on if, you, if you're going to pull these guys every, every, every play. <laughs> um, yeah. But, no, yeah. these guys are – yeah, these guys, that's, 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 that's an issue sometimes with high, big high school offensive linemen that aren't playing college football is how right. you then have these guys lose some weight and be, be healthier – um, sure. You know, because if they're moving that much, as a football player with, you know, 280, 300 pounds, um, when, when that football, when your, when your lifestyle of football ends, what's happening to your, your, your you know, you're not in the greatest position for, to, be, to have a healthy life. <laughs> sure. For um, yeah.
1: Eric, uh, has, uh, along in, in your career, have there been any interesting any, or funny stories that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, that's a great question. The, the
0: interesting stories are just the people I've met, and sure. some of the, you know, some of the mentors I've had. Um, Chris Graham, he he was the head of the Sports Medicine Institute in Los Angeles for years. He's a super, super, super smart guy. Um, really great approach to um, rehabbing athletes. And then I worked a little bit with him on the on the end of that rehabilitation because I'm the I'm the sports side so I would train the guys and, and women to get back on the field after they've left the clinic and so um, Chris very knowledgeable um, but also the clients I've met through the years high school kids um, you know who sort of are interested in sports and then when they work with me they get really interested and then they get really good at football or hockey or Right Or baseball, and then they get scholarships in college, so you watch them go to school now, you know play at a high level, but also be a good student. you want to train them also to be, be be good students and to balance their life off with sports because it's it, 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 it you know it's been such an important part of my life, but also the, the studies are important and um, yeah, I've so just met a lot of people throughout the years that have been able to play college. Level sports at a high level, and um, also helping people just become healthier, just regular people, and in, in in, you know who are busy professionals who want to become healthier and more energetic and feel better and be stronger and more balanced. Um, that's fulfilling because they, that you help them live a, a healthy life, or you instill these principles that they're going to use for years, and that's going to be a healthy. At the end result, they're going to be healthier as a result. So, okay, those are the now, interesting uh, stories. Yeah,
1: yeah. In terms of luck, either good luck or bad luck, has that played a role in your career? Well, I don't. I don't think there was much good luck,
0: other than. <laughs> um, I mean, I I started. This was always my entrepreneurial endeavor. So, I and I started after nine eleven because I lost my job after nine eleven, and so. I was searching for work and I I ended up moving to the West Coast and I was searching for work in my field, which was consulting and I worked for pharmaceutical companies and I started training a couple people and then ended up working at a a gym where I then transitioned to a real small little clinic, um, Mm -hmm. physical therapy clinic, but also another small gym and I realized that I could probably Just try to get clients on my own and start working with people that were interested in um, becoming, you know, stronger and fitter and eating better and um, gaining some skill for their sports and um, kind of evolved into doing this as an entrepreneurial event. And then um, also I went into other businesses after I worked in other roles after (laughs) after this, but then came back to sports performance training. so no, I mean neither good good luck nor bad. I don't think <laughs> uh, you kind of roll with the punches along the way. You know we've had um, right. 11 and, uh 2008 economic thing and then you know other ups and downs with the economy. So if you're working for yourself, the economy sometimes when it takes a nosedive, that's you gotta you gotta just be hustling.
1: So sure, uh, Eric. In terms of uh, your book. Uh, uh, as yeah. someone who, who may be very interested in, in this field, uh, could you once again uh, ex- explain uh, how one would purchase the book and uh, the Forever sure. an Athlete program? Could you talk about that?
0: Yeah, you can just go. I'm I'm published through Amazon, so if you go to Amazon.com and you punch in my my whole title, uh, which is the Forever an Athlete program, or, yeah, or yeah. my name my name Eric Minkwitz. Um, my my book will pop up. At, it's either paperback or Kindle. Um, and it's, it's also on my website, which is minktraining, minktraining.com. Okay. And there's other there's other resources for people who might be interested in this field. Like my my book is not gonna is not gonna um, is not gonna describe the sports performance field per se, but it's my approach on on how to help people live healthier lives. And, and, a, and a life that that involves you know um, strength training and mobility and movement and and uh, some other things as well as eating and other lifestyle things. So um, okay, my, my book my book will will show my approach, which which is a sports performance approach, and it's one approach. There's other approaches out there that are sports performance approaches. Um, Great, that also works.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes, uh, Eric, uh, you have. Uh, shared your uh, insightful uh, view of the field of sports performance training, and anyone considering uh, this career would certainly benefit by your excellent uh, knowledge. Uh, once again, yeah. I thank I thank you for your participation, your contribution to CareerPod, and have a great day. Okay, sounds good. Thanks a lot for the time. Happy to do happy to be here. Okay, thank you again, Eric. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.